Welcome back to Notorious IDP. We have the Notorious Ones. I'm Ronnie. I'm here with Sean, like always. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing ineffable. I don't know what that means, but I'm doing it. And it's Wednesday, hump day. I'm excited. Halfway through the weekend to get to football. Um, it's week seven. We we have our big IDP matchups of the week. I think we're doing pretty good with that sex segment. We, of course, got to do our year of the one. And we're going to do against the spread because we're due. We're due, man. We're due. So are you ready? <laughs> you ready to get this started? We're overdue. And I yeah. am ready. <laughs> the ODs. Oh, wait, that doesn't sound good. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll start us off here with some news and notes. Um, New England's linebacker, Chase Winovich. He was on our year the one list quite a bit last year. He's on IR with a hamstring. So he's out three. Quarterback. Uh, of Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, he's out for Thursday's night game. Case Keenum is going to get the start. So it just keeps getting better and better for Denver to have a chance. Uh, Washington released uh, your waiver wire kicker, Dustin Hopkins, out yes. of the blue. <laughs> and they did it. Here's here's the kicker on that. They uh, That wasn't even meant to be a joke, no pun intended. But they did it so they could sign a kicker named Blewett. I mean, that's just, that's irony if you can. If you can spell that one, the Los Angeles Chargers signed ex-Houston kick returner Andre Roberts. Green Bay signed ex-Houston linebacker Whitney Mercilus, or Mercilus, and Kansas City defensive lineman Chris Jones. He's back at practice after missing a couple of weeks or a couple of games with a wrist injury. So we might have a Chris Jones sighting this week. And that's all the news and notes I have. Do you notes I have? Do you have anything else to add? I'm afraid to mention a Chris Jones sighting because every time I call him out thinking the matchup is there for him, it's it hasn't a good quite paid for off for me. I don't think he's on my matchup of the week, but he might be on yours. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So uh, back by popular demand is some more trivia since it's, it's kind of a fun thing to throw in here. And every time I re-listen to our podcast, I'm trying to answer them too, even though I asked them and should know the answers. So for this one, I have uh Six defensive backs, uh, all of different positions and different teams. And you have to tell me, are they in the top three for defensive backs in tackles or in the top three for defensive backs in sacks? And I know how you like your tackles, guys, at defensive uh, backs. So this one should be pretty easy for you, but we'll see. So starting us off first, you'd have to tell me, like, not, not top three in the league, but they're top three in just defensive backs for either tackles or sacks. And you have to tell me which one it is. So first up, we have Logan Ryan, the cornerback slash safety from the New York Giants. Is he top three defensive back in tackles or top three defensive back in sacks? I'm going to go with tackles. Logan Ryan is the number one, or at least tied for number one, with 50 combined tackles. Uh, so one to know so right. far. Let's stop there. Okay. I'm head of the game. Let's call it good. <laughs> <laughs> you might get, you might go six for six here. So speaking of pick six, all right, next up, we have Tavon Young. He's a cornerback for Baltimore. I am going to go tackles. He is top three in sacks. <sighs> so you're one in one. All right, next up, this one might be easy. Brandon Jones of Miami, safety. Tackles. Brandon Jones is actually top three in sacks. Man, sacks, you're, you're falling two, apart. I'm, right, I'm writing it down. Two sacks, one two sacks tackle and guy. Not, not enough in, in tackles. <laughs> no it down. All right, so I guess that's one way to figure this out, right? You'll, you'll get the last ones right. All right, Derwin James, you should know this one. Los Angeles Chargers, safety. Tackles. I'm going to keep going tackles until I get it right. <laughs> you got that one right. So you're two and two. Derwin Dames is tied for the league lead for uh, defensive backs and tackles with 50, tied with Logan Ryan. All right, next up, uh, another guy that you might know, Caden Stearns, a safety for Denver. I'm going to go sacks. That one's easy because he just hasn't played enough to get the tackles, but he does have two sacks. So he's tied. There are actually three defensive backs tied, tied for the league lead. Not the league lead, but the league lead for secondary in sacks. So each with two. And finally, Harrison Smith, safety, Minnesota. Let me think. I heard, um, yeah. Uh, 
Let's go tackles. It's Harrison Smith. That one's pretty easy. He has 49. <laughs> so you got Logan Ryan, Derwin James, each at 50. Harrison Smith at 49 to lead the DBs and tackles. And Tavon Young, Brandon Jones, and Caden Stearns to lead the DBs in sacks, each with two. Now, surprising is I think Derwin James, even though he's leading the DBs and tackles, he is 1.5 sacks, I believe, on the air. So he's he's right up there uh, in the tops amongst DBs that get sacks as well. So I thought I'd throw that out to you because I know you love your DBs that get tackles because tackles give you that baseline point where you're not gonna you're not gonna be boom or bust. You're gonna be okay and maybe boom. Yep. Fair well, enough. I got a quick question for you. Okay. You said PDs, pass deflections, last show. Uh -huh. Who's the league leader in that? Uh, Trevon, another one, Diggs. All right. I was looking at a site, and I don't think they count the interceptions as deflections uh, because they had Latimer with 10. I was like, God, I don't even remember him getting that many. It's I just weird how every site's different. That's true. And I remember we did this last year too, where uh, I think like NFL.com has numbers that are slightly different than ESPN.com. And I think yeah. those are kind of the two big things that you pull from for your data. But the data I, I have Diggs has Trayvon Diggs at 11. Two. Yeah. He wasn't even in the top um, three. Wow. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, uh, I think I have him at nine, but it could be nine. 10. And J.C. Jackson of New England at nine. So interesting. Yeah. We'll have I, to keep an I, eye on that. I know that could always throw things off with, uh, with numbers. A score reject, score correction, Ronnie wins a week later. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're doing it out. Trying to, try to change it. One, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, 10, 11. So our fantasy football site has Trayvon Diggs with 11. Also. All right. To lead the league. Interesting. So I'm going with our site. <laughs> Heck yeah, it's the only one that matters right now. All right. So everyone's tuning in for your matchups of the week. I think uh, you're undefeated as far as I remember, but I don't remember very far back. So <laughs> you want to start us off with your defensive line matchups of the week. All right. Well, this one might be a shocker. I like the Giants this week versus Carolina. I like Leonard Williams and Austin johnson i actually think we're going to get a sack and a bunch of tackles because carolina is not shying away from the running game and i think they're even going to try to run more so i think williams is going to get quite a few tackles this week i do not have that one but i do like that matchup because i think even the coach stated that hey they want to get the run game going and so i think they're going to do that i think i might look at them at, at linebacker but i do like that because i think they are weak up the middle all right so i have to start us off the Thursday night game, Cleveland defensive line versus Denver. Um, smashing matchup. I also have this on my list, but I'll let train. you finish. Smashing <laughs> matchup. Denver gives up a league leading eight and a half quarterback hits and an NFL fourth 3.2 sacks per game. Not a very good old line there. Uh, Denver aims for an even rush to pass ratio but they'll convert to mainly a pass when trailing pretty quickly. So if Cleveland can get up early in this game, it could be a huge game for Miles Garrett and the crew. Uh, but a third string running back and a backup quarterback that Cleveland has may keep this game kind of closer than it should be. So keep an eye out for that. But my defensive line standouts for Cleveland, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. But watch Clowney's injury status. If he can't go, then I'm going with Takaris McKinley in his place. All right. I have the exact notes. So... Dude, that's why that's a smashing matchup. Garrett's right. going to add to his league-leading sack lead. He could get an NFL record. Nah, it's hard <laughs> to get an NFL record in, in games anymore, but what do you have to get, like eight? I don't Something see like it happening. That. But it's, I mean, it's set up for it. And there's a chance Teddy B can't go uh, because of, you know, he got banged up quite a bit last year. I think he'll go, but, I mean, he's got a couple of injuries he's dealing with, and so he is on the injury report, but I think he's fine. All right, take us to your number two. All right. I have Cincinnati versus Baltimore. Lamar Jackson likes to run the ball a lot. They like to give it, you know, running backs. They're still playing with them, not a lot of carries. But with as much as Lamar likes to take off, I like Hendrickson and Hubbard to have a few tackles and probably sneak in a sack. 
All right. We're giving the people some choice this week because it's another one I do not have. Um, I guess we did have the same on my Cleveland. I'm going to go to Las Vegas' D-line versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia gave up seven quarterback hits and seven pass defenses last week, but only two sacks. Uh, this sets up well for the Las Vegas D-line to get some pressure and possibly get some sacks. It's, it's kind of hard to sack hurts, but I think they're set up for it. Las Vegas showed last week that they can get to the quarterback all game long. I mean, just ask Teddy Bridgewater and Denver <laughs> how, how they're feeling. Maybe that was more on Denver, uh, but the Las Vegas D-line is pretty good. So I'm going to go with them as a matchup. My standouts for Las Vegas are Max Crosby and Solomon Thomas. Philadelphia gave up four quarterback hits from defensive tackles last week. That's why I like Solomon Thomas here. And you just, you got to have Max Crosby if you're looking at this line. Yeah, I agree. All right. I'm going to go Green Bay versus Washington. Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry going to be putting on a show. I think they're going to do a lot of passing to the running back up close. And I just, Washington gives up a few sacks. So that's why I like this matchup. All right. I, I don't have that one either. So I'm going to go to, maybe this is cheating a little bit, but I'm going the Los Angeles Rams defensive line versus Detroit. Uh, the Rams are favored by 15 points this week. I mean, that should be <laughs> enough right there to tell you why I like it. Plus they have this guy named Aaron Donald. Um, they can score fast. Uh, the, the Rams can and leave plenty of time for defense defense Detroit's offense to be on the field in likely passing situations uh, Detroit's going to be behind Detroit gives up six and a half quarterback hits and two and a half sacks per game leaving ample opportunity for the Los Angeles Ram D line to make plays Detroit is the more the most vulnerable from the the edges so I don't expect too much up the middle I expect the outside rush to be the ones getting the sacks so my standouts are Aaron Donald of course and Leonard Floyd, who might be a linebacker in some leagues like ours, but might be considered an edge rusher or D-line in others. So I like those two. All right. It's a great matchup. My last one I have is Arizona versus Houston, but I just only like J.J. Watt. I didn't like anyone else, so I put him down. And this might be, you mentioned him on the waiver wire, he just, this might be his game. He was the only defensive lineman all buffet honors this week. So he's one to watch. I think he's making a push. He wants to prove everybody that he's not too old and he's on a good team, a six and old team with a great matchup. What's the spread on that one? Arizona by 17 and a half against Houston. So I think I'm right there with you, even though I don't have that one. All right. I'm going to go to my last one here. Uh, San Francisco's D line versus Indy. Now San Francisco is coming off a bye, but Indy gives up, a league-leading eight-and-a-half quarterback hits per game, tied with Denver, along with an average of 2.3 sacks per game, which is about the league average. Um, SF has been pretty good against the run and has a weakness against the pass. This should make a game plan that pushes more for passing for Indy and more opportunities for the San Francisco D-line to make plays. The standouts are, of course, Nick Bosa, and I'm going with DJ Jones, the other, the other edge. Ooh, or is he in the like middle? That. Actually, he might be in the middle with Kinlaw. But I'm going with him either way. DJ Jones looked pretty impressive last game. All right. I'm going to one smashing matchup there. So I wonder how many we're going to have on linebackers. My first one I like is... Do you have, any, wait, do you have any more yep. D-line or did we get them all? That's it. Okay. Going um, on to the line. Sorry to interrupt. Going on to yeah, linebackers. Nah. Linebackers. Tampa Bay versus the Bears. The Bears like to give up a few sacks, so I think Barrett, the boomer bus guy, is going to have a booming game, and White's starting to get some tackles, so hopefully he has a big tackle game this week and a sack to go with it. <laughs> that sounds homerish. I think you're probably starting Devin White this week. So, so Well, everyone else is on a bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going uh, Tampa Bay's linebackers. All right. Yeah. Well, this isn't smashing, but I've got that same game, but I'm flipping the script on you. I'm going Chicago's linebackers, and here's why. Ooh. The Chicago defense is good at pressuring the quarterback and really bad at stopping the run. Tampa Bay is 67 plays per game, while Chicago only has 54 plays per game. This sets up for the Chicago defense spending a lot of time on the field and having a ton of opportunities to make plays and, if nothing else, rack up tackles. Um, so I expect that to happen. And my standouts for Chicago's linebackers are Roquan Smith 
And Khalil Mack, I think at least one of those pressures turns into a sack for him. Ooh, I like it. All right, well, I am going to go to the Rams versus Detroit. And it was because of the Leonard Floyd. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to have a great game. But I'm going to throw Kenny Young in there because Detroit can't seem to pass it to anyone but really the running backs and tight ends. So Kenny Young for the uh, handful of tackles and Floyd for the big sack. So uh, Detroit did uh, sign maybe at least just a practice squad. That old receiver from Green Bay uh, was his name, Geronimo Allison. I don't know if he gets in and plays this week, but it kind of it kind of indicates that Detroit wants to start spreading the ball to their receivers more, and the runs they have just aren't doing good enough. Maybe plus they have some injuries too, so we'll see how that works out. Well, that's another matchup I do not have, so I'm going to go to this one: the Miami linebackers versus Atlanta. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, this game looks. This game matchup looks like Miami should push Atlanta to the run, even though Atlanta is more of a pass team. I think the way this this matchup works out is Atlanta has probably got to look to the run. Miami has a good pass defense, really good pass defense, but they're a bit weak at the run. Atlanta passes a lot, but passes to their running back, uh, Cord- Cord- Corderell, Cordero Patterson. Sorry, I can't say that one ever. Uh, they pass to him a lot. Miami linebackers should get a lot of work, both stopping the run and the drop down passes to the running back. Atlanta averages 66 plays per game. Win or lose, it's 66, pretty much spot on. And Miami averages just under 60. So a slight advantage to Atlanta for plays this week. So I expect more time on the field for the Miami defense. Uh, Atlanta gives up 7.2 quarterback hits per game, which could lead to some sacks for those Miami linebackers. So the ones I'm going with are Jerome Baker, uh, the stud in the middle, and this rookie on the outside, Jalen Phillips. I think he'll get a few points. So that's my second. All right. I like that one also. Um, Don't have it either. I'm sliding out Carolina versus the Giants. New York Giants. I like Reddick having a sack. Giants are really struggling and then sack. I like Jack Thomas also to rack up a handful of uh, tackles. All right. Good matchup. This is another one where I'm picking the same game, but I'm flipping the script on you. Flip I'm it. going <laughs> flip flops. Uh, we're going with the giants linebackers here. So Carolina averages 66 plays per game. And I think the, the league average is right around 61, 62, but Carolina is averaging 66 plays per game. And slightly prefers pass plays over the run plays. But like you said, I think that might change this week as they try to focus more on the run. But Carolina gives up three sacks per game and are vulnerable up the middle. The Giants have a below average defense and are probably weaker against the run. Uh, So we might see more runs. Carolina has stated they want to get the run game going. So we'll see if they can with the rookie Chuba Hubbard back there. for pretty much the same reason you picked that New York Giants defensive front, I'm picking the New York Giants linebackers and Tay Crowder and Reggie Ragland to have a big game here. All right, awesome. The next matchup I have is just a one-player matchup, Baltimore versus Cincinnati. I'm hoping Patrick Queen's going to get it going. Cincinnati just likes to pound the ball, so I'm hoping Queen has a big tackle game. All right. Now, I thought I heard some information on Queen. I don't know if he's injured, but I'll, check it. I'll have to check that out later. Yeah, in the show. I heard it too, but I, I couldn't find anything because I heard the exact same thing. So I was like, ah. Maybe he uh, but, left the game and then came back in it last week. So I'll look out to see if I can find some of that later. All right. Well, I don't have uh, Baltimore's defense here. So I'm going to go to my next matchup, which is the Indy linebackers versus San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco has a better matchup for running the ball than passing. So I expect them to run. I don't know which running back, but I think they're going to run no matter what. The Indy defense is slightly below average across the board, which should keep all options available for San Francisco. Indy will have a harder time running in this game, which should result in less time on the field for their offense and more time on the field for their defense. So I'm looking at time on the field, which I think Indy's linebackers will have a lot of it here. The Indy linebackers should see plenty of opportunity for stats. So the ones I'm going with are Bobby Okariki, uh, which I think was your one of your uh, waiver wire guys in yesterday's show, and Darius Leonard. 
great. I'm going to do a magic trip and flip it. All right. I'm taking Fred Warner because Indy's going to try to run the ball, establish the run. They've been passing to the tight end a little more. I'm thinking he's just set up for huge tackles. They do game. have they do have one of the best running backs in the league, and that Jonathan Taylor. So, I like your your logic there. All right, do you have any more on that one or no? Nope, that's it. I did right. my solo. My last one is Seattle's linebackers versus New Orleans. I like to say this every week, but New Orleans is a running team. The Seattle defense is <laughs> weak against the run, and they're weak against the pass as well. To be honest, uh, both teams struggle to keep their offense on the field. So there's no advantage to either one for time of possession. Uh, but this matchup greatly favors New Orleans and the injuries Seattle suffered on defense doesn't help much. Although the guy that was carted off, um, oh, Darrell. Uh, anyway, I can't remember his name. He, uh, he looks like he's fine. Um, underwent some tests, has movement in all his extremities. So he should be good to go. Uh, don't know if the Russian back, but we'll see on that. But anyways, that does weaken that defensive front at Seattle, which means New Orleans might be successful at running this week and they're fresh and coming off a bye. So the standouts for Seattle I like are pretty much the standards, Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. All right. Going into DBs. I'm picked the Rams. So I got the Rams on linebackers and DBs versus Detroit. Maybe it's the point spread, but I think, Rap and Ramsey are just going to be tearing it up this week. Detroit passes to the running back a ton and to the tight end. Hopefully they get it after the receiver. So I'm not really picking the corners because I'm corner blind in this matchup, but I love the safeties. So you're and going with Rap for that one. Rap and Ramsey. I think Ramsey would qualify as a, as a corner. Maybe yeah, Fuller been, would be more of a safety. Yeah. He's been playing more kind of like, would you the say the linebacker safety. where they're just like kind of moving him everywhere? Yeah. Which is a nice role to get to. So if you can get a player that has that kind of role in their defense, that's always nice. Well, yeah. I don't have that game one way or the other. So I'm going to go to my first matchup, which is the Washington defensive backs versus green Bay. I mean, we know green Bay likes to throw, but Washington's pretty decent against the pass and green Bay's a pass first team. The volume of plays, the Washington secondary sees should be higher than normal but lower than what they faced last week. Remember, they uh, faced Kansas City last week, who, who throws quite a bit. Green Bay is a little more balanced, but they still like to throw a lot, and they still throw first. The Washington secondary took advantage last week of the chance to be tested, and that will be a lot harder this week with uh, Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Pat Mahomes, which is kind of ironic, but I think Rodgers does make it a little tougher for the Washington secondary to win this matchup. But I think they're going to do well. If nothing else, they're going to get tackles. And they're probably good for at least a pick. I think uh, they're going to pressure Aaron Rodgers quite a bit with the that D line. That's I think they're coming along right. What is it? Chase Young's got now back to back games with the sacks, so he's starting to show up. That whole D line is still pretty good. The linebacker is looking pretty impressive. So I'm looking for the the secondary who had a great week last week to have another great week this week. So starters, I have cornerback Kendall Fuller. Really love that guy. Uh, safety Cameron Curl. I think he might be um, covering some tight ends, but we'll see. I think he could be floating out there too. And then the other safety, Bobby McCain. Um, I don't really like the the Landon Collins too much here because I think uh, Green Bay probably isn't going to run too much unless for some reason they get out way ahead and just run the rest of the game. But I can't see that either. So Kendall Fuller, Cameron Curl, and Bobby McCain. I'm picking three of them for this matchup. All right. Well, I'm going to follow your trend and do a triple threat here. Also, I'm going to go to Seattle versus New Orleans. New Orleans been passing and Winston's the first 30, 30 guy in the NFL, right? 30 mm-hmm. picks, 30 TD Diggs, Reed. And how about Jamal Adams to have a breakout game? I'm not holding my breath. Cause I've, I've been waiting all year for that breakout game for Jamal <laughs> Adams. So don't know if it'll yeah. be this week, but I would like to see it. Although I might have to bench him this week. Triple threat. There you go. Seattle. All right. I am going to move on to this other game that I like the jets defensive backs at new England. This game sets up as the worst game for running backs in the league this week. Uh, It will be hard for either team to get the run going. So I'm expecting a lot of passing for both teams. 
and the chance to make plays for the secondaries on both teams. Uh, and both teams also face a rookie quarterback. So this is getting better and better for these secondaries. I think New England will abandon the run a lot faster than the Jets will. And they'll, that'll offer more chances for the Jets secondary to make plays and collect a lot of tackles. So the Jets guys I like here, and I still like New England. I just like the Jets secondaries a little better. Our cornerback, Bryce Hall. Safety, Sherrod Neesman. And maybe this other cornerback that gets picked on a lot, Brandon Eccles, if you like those picked on corners. So Bryce Hall, Sherrod Neesman, and Brandon Eccles for the Jets. All right. I am going to go to Indy this time versus San Francisco. Not sure who's going to be at quarterback. It's going to be either a banged up rookie or Jimmy G who's coming back. But Kenny Moore, and if I remember right, Mr. Buffet Willis for the Colts this week. Oh, yeah. Kari Willis. Yeah, I'm, I'm really digging those two this okay. week in that matchup. Not bad. So I had to look up uh, during that last one about uh, your Mr. 30-30 guy, just because I was curious of what he is this year, Jameis Winston. Do you know what his touchdown to interception ratio is so far this year? Um, I think he's had an interception in the last two games, but I don't know what his total is. He's 12 touchdowns and three interceptions. So right. he's looking more like a 36-9 guy versus a 30-30. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out for him. Hey, they never let him pass the ball very much at the beginning. Remember like 100 yards and five touchdowns week one. Then they tried to establish the run early. And like, I think he's finally breaking the 20 passes. He's, if you have his attempts, that's what would be interesting. He's getting more attempts every week now. They're so starting to trust him. He is one of the lowers. He's only got 116 attempts on the year, uh, which puts him, I mean, amongst starters, pretty close to the bottom. I mean, Justin Fields hasn't started every game to uh, uh, Dalton, Geno Smith. You know, these are the guys that are below him. So of the guys that have started, you know, most games or every game, he's pretty near the bottom and again he's only played five games but davis yeah. mills has played five games and he has 20 more attempts so <laughs> like i like to say new orleans is a running team but you know if you establish the run the pass is just that much easier yeah all right so we're on number three here i like the arizona defensive backs versus houston uh, there won't be much decaying at all from this game for houston they should push the passing game more this week as the run matchup is going to be hard but even if they want to stick with the run which for some reason they do regardless of situation arizona can score quickly and often and that's going to leave houston just staring at a huge deficit and either they get a lot of booing from the fans as they run it on you know third and nine when they're down 28 points in the second quarter or they actually try to play the game and pass we'll have to see uh, but i think that's going to put them in a situation where they have to pass to stay on the field because if you run it on third and nine probably going to be punting on the very next play the arizona defense will see plenty of opportunities to make plays just because you know it's the matchup so the standouts i like for arizona are this cornerback i'm picking a lot of corners huh byron murphy safety buddha baker who kind of disappeared last week what happened yeah. i don't know after i got all excited right Boom. i told you i told you <laughs> don't get too excited he's only looking good because byron byron murphy was out and the other safety i'm, I'm expecting a game out of him uh, Jalen Thompson. So Byron Murphy, Buda Baker, and Jalen Thompson. And this game, I think it's okay to get, get more excited about Buda Baker than last week. Because last week, what was it? Cleveland? Cleveland's yeah. another big time running, running game as, as they combined, I think, have more rushing attempts than everybody else for a team. Well, I'm going to go to that Cleveland game. All right. I like Denver. Cleveland's having issues with uh, quarterback, right? And Denver's front line's banged up. They lost another linebacker. So I'm picking this one more for the tackles for the DBs. Okay. You know, so I think Simmons and Jackson are going to rack up a handful of uh, tackles. And as Denver gets the big lead, I think Sertan might sneak in there with an INT, baby. Wait a minute. I, I think you just said as Denver gets the big lead. I, I'm going to have to run that back. Is that, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> Homer pick, but I still like the DBs in this matchup. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance, you know, there's, uh, interesting. There's always a chance. 
So I have uh, Justin Simmons on my roster, right? Uh, for my fantasy team. And it's just been, it's been tough to watch his 19 solos over six games. I mean, that's around three solos a game. Not going to win you many leagues with that kind of scoring. But looking at uh, the whole team, the whole team doesn't get many tackles or they just spread around. The solo leader on that team is Kareem Jackson at 23. So Simmons at 19 is close, but I mean, either way, that's still not very good. So the question I have for you is between Kareem Jackson, the safety, the, I don't know if you'd call him the strong safety. It's hard to say anymore. I think you just have safety one or two. Uh, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, who do you like better out of those two fantasy wise? Well, sometimes you just have to get rid of the name and not be attached, right? So I would go with Jackson, but it is so hard to cut a talent like Simmons. It's like, because you know, once you start stringing it or maybe a change in the defense, you know, with maybe these linebackers going out, his tackle numbers might go up and he raises havoc. He has the potential, but I always go with the hot hand. I mean, Devin White was the number one defensive player last year, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about hard watching him on my bench every week, trying to bank. God, should I just cut him? He's just not tearing it up. That's me with Simmons this year. <laughs> yeah. So I play the hot hand, but I don't know if you can cut him. But if you do, I know someone who might pick him up. I think Kareem Jackson is definitely winning the what have you done for me lately battle exactly. between him and Simmons. Simmons had maybe two good games this year and the rest have been just pedestrian. Uh, yep. Looking at their numbers, uh, they're pretty close in solos, right? 19 to 23 um, total tackles, 34 to maybe 28. But Kareem Jackson has one sack to Simmons zero. I really love safeties and corners that can get sacks. Uh, Simmons has the three pass defenses to the one for Kareem. They both have one interception, though. So Kareem got his one one pass defense turned into one interception. And Simmons three to get one interception. So they're pretty close year year long wise right now. But I think like you, you got it right on the head. It's you got to go hot hand. And right now it's Kareem Jackson. We'll see if that changes anything on our uh, year. The one coming up. All right. Well, I got a double header for you for my fourth and fifth matchups. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, And I'm picking both of them here. Cincinnati's defensive backs and Baltimore's defensive backs, uh, which is kind of interesting because it's hard to get both of them doing well. But here's why I think they're both going to do well. Both teams have a bad run game matchup. Uh, not saying they have bad run games, but they have a bad run game matchup. And Baltimore should have an easier pass matchup, matchup if they're willing to take it. Baltimore has a lead leading, lead league leading 5.7 tackles per loss, tackles for loss per game. And Cincinnati's right behind them at 5.5 tackles for loss per game. So they're both near the top at, at run stuffs. Baltimore gets a little more quarterback pressures and pass defenses per game than Cincinnati. Both teams are pretty balanced between run and pass and what they do on offense, but I'm looking for both to get away from the run here and just send it with the pass game. This should keep both secondaries busy this week. Baltimore has an average of 64 plays per game, while Cincinnati only has 56. That's an eight game, eight plays per game difference uh, that Baltimore has an advantage. So this lines up for the Cincinnati secondary to get the most opportunity here to make plays but both secondaries I think should excel here. So starting with Cincinnati, because I think they're going to get the most chances safety Von Bell. I think he's going to be on Mark Andrews. That's a great matchup for him and cornerback Chidobe Awuzie. Uh, We mentioned him in yesterday's show. He does have five solos in each of the last two games, uh, plus some pass defenses in there. The standouts for Baltimore. I like our cornerback, Anthony Averett. Uh, Cincinnati's game plans usually throw it to Jamar Chase and uh, T Higgins. And for some reason, ignore Tyler Boyd altogether when Higgins is out there. So <laughs> Anthony Averett's going to be getting tested. Uh, I don't know if he'll be the one covering uh, Jamar Chase or not. We'll see. Safety to Sean Elliott. I think he's kind of going to be floating the middle. Maybe he gets up and pressures uh, Burrow. Maybe he gets a sack. He's, he's one that can do that. And the other safety, Chuck Clark. And the reason I throw him in there is because Cincinnati does like to run as well. I don't know if they'll be able to, but they're going to at least threaten it. And so Chuck Clark might have to be on the field a lot for that. So uh, Von Mel, Von Bell, and Chidobe Wouzier for Cincinnati, Anthony Averett, Deshaun Elliott, and Chuck Clark for Baltimore. All right. I don't have any other DBs, but I do like your thoughts on both of those. 
I All like right. the Elliot a lot. Do you have any uh, honorable mention matchups that you like, even if you don't have the, the players for him? I kind of like the Juice versus okay. Carolina. He, we haven't mentioned his name much, so it's more of a gut feeling that he's kind of due, but the gut feeling's not been working for Buddha, Devon White, you know. <laughs> well, one so. I'm going to go with for just an honorable mention is the Atlanta not sorry, the Atlanta game, but the Miami secondary uh, facing Atlanta because Atlanta does like to throw and Miami probably will get some pass deflections, maybe an interception because, you know, it's Matt Ryan. The interesting thing there is, you know, Atlanta's got that Kyle Pitts and they really love him now. And so they're mm-hmm. force feeding him. So the question I have every week with Miami is, well, what, what safety is basically going to be the one trying to cover pits or do they rotate them? And they seem to be trying all their safeties out. Eric Rowe gets in there. Uh, if you watch that last game with Jacksonville, they even brought in, um, Oh, sorry. I don't even have the names in front of me, but they, I think they played three different safeties just to see who would work out pretty good. It's uh, Brandon Jones. Is it anyway, they, uh, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. That's why I have to, do a matchup before I throw this out. Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, and Javon Holland. That's another name that I got to see. I think he's a rookie or second year guy. Uh, but he got it there and and played all right. So one of those three, Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, or Javon Holland, Holland is probably going to make a big play this week trying to cover uh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I agree with you. Anytime you can get the safety on the tight ends, uh, good tight end like that i think it's a great matchup and a what four three forty tight end so i think <laughs> that's that's the game plan but they did say uh the other receiver there calvin ridley um he didn't go with them to london for that last game uh so he stayed home got rested up he's looking pretty spry i guess right now so but i think it's a tough matchup for him all right are you ready for you're the one i am okay this is week seven you're the one uh, let's start off with the AFC East and Buffalo. I've had Micah Hyde here for a few weeks, uh, but Jordan Poyer, if you watch that game, he got a pick. Uh, kind of an easy one, almost thrown right to him. And lots of tackles by the linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. And the cornerback, Taron Johnson, he's the CB getting tackles, or the cornerback getting tackles. But I still like Micah Hyde. He's the one. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to add much to it. Micah Hyde, he's the one for me also. He did use his head in that game to knock a ball away from <laughs> Julio Jones, who was still caught by him anyway. All right, moving on to New England. Big, big game by Juwan Bentley. And that safety Kyle Duggar, which is, I think, on everybody's waiver wire list. But I'm not going away from Matt Judon. I think he's got a great matchup this week. I'm sticking with Matt Judon. He's the one. Yeah, I'm also sticking with Judon. But I'll also add J.C. Jackson is playing well also. Really good corner. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Jets. They were on a bye this week. Uh, I had Bryce Hall sticking with them, corner. I was going to make a switch, you know. C.J. Mosley was still looking pretty good, though. C.J. Mosley still the one for me. Ooh, a bye week switch. I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to just to mess with you, but I couldn't. I've done it before, too. So, all right, uh, to finish up the AFC East Miami, um, I had Jerome Baker. I'm sticking with them. He's the most consistent all-around player on that team. Yeah, I was really looking hard trying to find someone else there just because the, their overall scoring is not that high. But Baker just seems to be the most consistent guy there. So I'm also sticking with Jerome Baker. One thing I've noticed, I, uh, I was looking through these uh, today before the show to see, you know, what kind of representation I had versus, you know, for different positions. And there's not a lot of defensive linemen in my ones. So I, I'm going to have to start giving more love to defensive linemen. I think you usually have more than me, but I don't know. We'll have to see at the end if you have a lot or not. Yeah, there's not many. D-line this year is really shallow. They're like you're running out like running backs this year. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba for the Dolphins is starting to come along. So maybe he's in consideration here because I don't really love anybody on Miami. Uh, so that could be something I switch to. All right, moving on to the AFC North in Baltimore. Uh, whew, I've had Patrick Queen for a while. I moved away from him this week. The safety to Sean Elliott, he's moving up really quick. But cornerback Anthony Averett is at the top with interceptions. 
pass defenses and solos. Anthony Averett, cornerback, you're the one. Wow. I also have Anthony Averett, but I think I switched to him last week, but he's still the one. We are, is that five for five? I think we had somebody different for the Jets. I had Bryce Hall. Yeah. You had oh, yeah. Mostly. Okay, good. So we're, we're not, we're not, we're not drinking each other's Kool-Aid here. Thank goodness. Cause I was like, Oh, it's time to, I'll go back and do a new list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something's wrong. If we're, if we're picking the same. All right. Moving on to Pittsburgh. Um, two more sacks, all buffet honors this week for TJ Watt. It's really hard to go away from him, but defensive tackle Cameron Hayward, Hayward, he's keeping it close, but it, it's still TJ Watt. He's the one. Yeah, P.J. Watt here, too. There's not much to add. The sack master. So I like to look at a lot of these NFL leading stat things to see, like, who's up in an area where they don't really belong, like uh, safeties and corners up in total tackles, which is usually dominated by linebackers. One thing to notice about Cameron Hayward, he's he's up there with corners in pass defenses. I think he's got five. So keep an eye out on him to, to be on all buffet teams going forward. I really like Cameron Hayward. All right, moving on to Cincinnati. Um, I've had Logan Wilson, thanks to you. you. You taught me this name, and I think I can't go away from him. But Von Bell, he's making a big push for this spot. And this week, he may take it over. I really like his matchup. But I'm sticking with Logan Wilson. He's the one. Yeah, and I'm also sticking to Logan Wilson. And it's not close yet for me, but when he scores you that many points every week in your starting lineup, yeah, you fall in love with the guy. Yep. Hot hand. Wilson, you're the one. <laughs> All right. Cleveland. Easy one here. Miles um, Garrett keeps the NFL sack lead with another one. Miles Garrett. You're the one. All right. Miles Garrett's for me. And he is the first D line for both of us. Correct. That is correct. So some love, right. but just maybe gonna, not enough. I'm just going to check it and see how many I have as we go through. You point out every time either one of us does a D line. So we, we can give the, the big guys some love. That's why I had to give some uh, love to Cameron Hayward, even though he wasn't the one. He's definitely the one worthy. He's he's the one in, in many people's books. Um, moving on to Jacksonville. You know, this is getting tougher. It's a really close one between the linebacker, Damian Wilson, and both safeties here, Rayshon Jenkins and Andrew Wingard. But Wingard is the only of the three with a takeaway this year. We're talking fumble recovery or interception. So Andrew Wingard, via his takeaway, is the one. I really love that pick and he's done very well for everyone who's picked them up but i went with defensive line Ooh. josh allen i think the only reason i went with him i actually think he has the most points scored on the team mm. but i fantasy could be points? wrong yeah fantasy points i think he's coming along if this team can can get better on offense i think that just sets more and more in favor of probably both the safeties and the d-line there so i like that all right, moving on yeah. to Tennessee. I think last week I finally took your advice and switched to Kevin Byard at safety. But this linebacker, David Long Jr., 19 solos over the last two games. I think he's more of the, the linebacker you want in pass, pass matchups versus run matchups. But Harold Landry is third in the NFL with six and a half sacks. And safety, Kevin Byard, just keeps getting takeaways. He's got four on the year. I'm going with takeaways this week. I like safety, Kevin Bayard. You're the one. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I agree with you 100% there, but I made the switch to Landry. <laughs> Just He had a huge game. He's I third mean, in the, the NFL. Guy, yeah, he like dominated, but the takeaways are so important. But I'm just like, the guy was everywhere, just doing disruptive everywhere. And I think he's the reason why they scrolls out a win. I, I think that defense did win him that game. They might not have won him the championship, but they've won him that game because Derrick Henry did a lot, but that defense really held Buffalo in check, even though they gave up a lot of yards. Yeah. They kind of just made plays when they had to. And sacks are big plays and takeaways are big plays. So you can't go wrong with either one of those. Yeah, exactly. So I went to Landry as much as I agree with you on the other way. I just, just impressive. All right. Is that another D lineman for you or is he a linebacker? He's a linebacker in ours. He's an but edge. I, yeah, but I'm going to pencil him as linebacker because of our site. Okay, so that one doesn't count for D-line love. All right, moving on to Indy. Uh, Kari Willis is an all-buffet, uh, but six more solos and a pick for Darius Leonard. 
Darius Leonard is the one. Yeah, Darius Leonard, you're the one with me also. It really hurts my heart not to give uh, an all buffet guy the one for the week, but I have to stick with Darius Leonard here. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to Houston. Uh, whew. I don't know what to say about this defense. It's a mess. Uh, there's, I got to give some love to the D line, right? Jonathan Greenard. He is yep. a sack in three straight games, but tanking team, I'm sticking with the best linebacker. That's just my rule. Christian Kirksey linebacker still the one. Yep. I did the exact same thing. I looked at Greenlaw and just looking at him, looking at him, wanted to put him there, but he just doesn't have the total points for the year. So I also just went with the consistent guy, Kirksey. I would love to see that guy get traded to another team uh, where he, you know, has a chance to actually play with a lead. So <laughs> that, yeah. that may happen. It may not, but you know, getting sacks when you're on Houston's that's something to, to keep an eye on. All right. KC. It's going to be an interesting matchup. They have uh, Tennessee this week, so we'll see if they can stop the, the King Henry. Um, I'm looking for someone to step up here and stop him. I don't think it's Tyron Matthew, but Tyron Matthew is still the one. Yeah, that was another one going through, and he just seems to be the most consistent one. And it's not like his two low points this last week has been good. Just no one else has stepped up to take it from him. But Matthews, he's still the one for me also. And this might be the week we see something change there because, you know, if, if somebody can really lay the wood on, on Derrick Henry, like maybe Daniel Sorensen or Anthony Hitchens, maybe uh, is that Nick Bolton, the other linebacker yeah. there, maybe even uh, some of these big D linemen step up. We'll see. All right. Uh, moving on to Los Angeles Chargers. I've had Derwin James for about a month now, but this linebacker, Kaiser White, two picks last week. But Derwin James has been doing everything. Derwin James, you're the one. And I always, James, I had him last week as you're the one. He didn't do anything to lose it, but Boza comes back with the sack. I'm giving the D-line the love, but I also put watch out for Kaiser White. The guy moved into top, has he moved into top 15 linebacker? Pretty easy. So you have big games yeah. like that. It's not, And I think this is a practice squad guy that gets his time shines and then for some reason gets put back on practice squads and then gets the chance to shine again so, so hopefully he's made a nine. Oh, you have a d-line kaiser white's a linebacker who do you have no here? i i had boza, oh, boza i said watch out for kaiser yeah my bad okay so you do have the another lineman there i don't yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, well how can you go away from james seriously <laughs> yeah derwin james versus taylor rap which which would you rather have on your fantasy team both if you're a genius but i'd probably take james we all can't be you'd a genius, be a genius like you <laughs> you'd have to be a genius to get both of them at the same time i know <laughs> we're sacrifice genius. yeah or sacrifice your whole d line which you don't have i don't have any <laughs> i know a genius that has built there with james taylor rap logan wilson and cole holcomb and somehow i think i have a better record than you even though you have those guys you got to work on your offense too i guess oh yeah it's Wrong team, wrong wrong week. Bad luck so far, but it's going to turn. Yep. I shouldn't be one to talk. I think I have the the lowest point total in the league right now. So I'm just <laughs> I'm getting lucky for wins is what is what's happening. All right, moving yeah. on. That was the Chargers, uh, Bosa and Derwin James. Moving on to Las Vegas. Uh, I've had Denzel Perriman for a few weeks now, but this defensive lineman, Max Crosby, got to show him some love. Three sacks last week. Linebacker, Corey Littleton. He moved up with a half a sack, seven solos, and a PD. Love that he's doing everything. But Perriman keeps doing his thing. I'm not ready to switch just yet. Denzel Perriman's still the one. Yeah, I'm just going to second everything you said and agree with you. Perriman is still the one. I thought for sure you would give the D-lineman Max Crosby some I was going to. I was <laughs> going to, but he's... Yeah, I should have, but I usually would have. But Perriman, you know, for coming out of nowhere, I kind of like that Cinderella guy. You know, he didn't even know who he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and he's he's turned out to a star. He does have, uh, or they do have Philly this week, so we'll see if Max Crosby can get sacks. It might be tough. All right, moving on to Denver to finish off the AFC. Watch out for safety Kareem Jackson. He's moving up really fast, but I'm not ready to go away from Von Miller on the edge yet. Von Miller, still the one. And Von Miller is still the one for me also. That's why I want to talk about Kareem Jackson early on, because I didn't switch to him, but I, I, I'm i really wanting to, uh, but it's going to take probably one more game. Yeah, I agree. All right. One of the, one of the most interesting defenses to analyze right now, Washington. 
uh, you know, they've got, they've got talent everywhere. Uh, so you have to look at performance. And so the two that I kind of narrowed this down to were cornerback Kendall Fuller and linebacker Cole Holcomb. And here's, here's how my comparison went. Um, Holcomb has more tackles. They both have the same amount of sacks, the same amount of interceptions. Kendall Fuller has more pass defenses. Of course, he's a corner. And Holcomb has more forced fumbles. So the forced fumbles breaks the tie. Cole Holcomb is the new one. I'm getting, I'm dropping Kendall Fuller for Cole Holcomb. All right. I'm glad for you to join the dark side. Holcomb is still the one for me, but both of them are top five at their position. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I, I, I learned that I have to kind of follow you a little quicker. Otherwise I'm, I'm a week behind or two weeks behind. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like two weeks early, <laughs> you know, or and they never early. pan out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't really do those like I'm waiting, right? It's like the Jamal Adams. How long can you wait? Yeah, hot hand. As soon as you bench him. All right, Dallas. This one's easy. Trayvon, another one. Diggs. He's still the one. Well, I was thinking about Diggs this week. You know, I'm predicting he's not going to get a pick this week. (laughs) And for a quick question, you know, Derrick Henry has dominated, right? I hate Mm -hmm. talk offense, but you know who the only person – to stop him like the bye week is going to be the only thing to stop Diggs from getting a pick this week but you know what was the only thing to stop henry before he blew up into henry the jets murray <laughs> ah. remember when murray held him at bay and i held henry for years wait i cut him and then all of a sudden now he's this 2000 yard guy he's a beast it's just like as I was laughing because I was looking at an old roster spot and you had Murray the whole time and I kept circling, hate this guy, hate this guy. He's <laughs> killing me on my uh, on my Henry pick. I just had to vent a little bit. Yeah. Old rosters. Well, you know, uh, that's that's a guy. I don't know if he was even the number one running back, Derrick Henry, on most people's lists. I think uh, going forward, like even if you look into next year, I think as long as Derrick Henry's healthy and they're on a team that want to showcase him, He's got to be your number one linebacker, but you know, the, uh, what is it? The PPR point point per reception that might lower his value a little bit. Yeah. I don't think so. He's, he's beaten everybody. I think he's, he's got to be the one over one next year. McCaffrey gets hurt, you know, Kamara. Mm, I don't know what cook seems to get. He's just a beast. I don't know. He's like an old school running back where they never got hurt. Yeah, I remember those days. I was just thinking about that too, where that's how running backs used to be. You had one running back and one only. There was no timeshare. They ran basically until they couldn't run anymore. And then the next guy came in and took over. And he yeah. might have run for, you know, two, three, maybe four years till the hey, next guy. George. Exactly. Now it's kind so. of, a, you know, the NFL's changed. You have the timeshares and running backs are staying healthier longer, but they're not <sighs> dominating the fantasy world like they used to. All, All right, right, so we so, both have Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> and he's not getting a pick this week because the bye week is putting him down. <laughs> Put it on the board, guarantee of the week. All right, Philadelphia. Ah, Javon Hargrave, I mean, he's good, but he's slipping a little bit. He has six sacks on the year, Javon Hargrave, for an inside guy D-tackle. But linebacker Alex Singleton has more than double the number of solos on the team than the next guy including 18 solos over the last two weeks. Uh, I know because I played against him in fantasy this last week. Alex Singleton, linebacker, you're the one. All right. I'm giving some D-line love. I'm sticking with Hargrave just because it's so hard to find a good one. I moved away from him. That's on me. So we'll see. All right. Moving on to the Giants. I think you, you talked this guy up earlier. Safety Xavier McKinney. He grabbed two picks last week. He's one to watch for the spot. I'm not moving to him just yet. I'm going with the, the secondary tackle leader in Logan Ryan at safety slash cornerback. Logan Ryan's still the one. I guess I really need to go back and recheck my, my list. Cause I went D line love again, Leonard Williams. He's just, he's in the top 10 and D line. And as long as you're staying in the top 10, I'm going to keep you as you're the one. All right. Some of some of us know how to give love to D-line. I guess it's just not me yet. <laughs> You're All D-line right. blind and I'm I, quarter blind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Cream Bay. Ooh, I've had Devontae Campbell for about a month here. Uh, I'm going to give some love. Maybe I'm not going to switch to him, but Kenny Clark got two sacks last week. 
but Campbell is far ahead right now. Uh, Devondre Campbell's still the one. And I have the same thing. Got to give some love to Clark. If he has another big game, he will move into you're the one, but I am also sticking with Campbell just because of the consistency so far. I am bidding on Kenny Clark in the waiver wire. So better up at two bucks then. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on to Chicago. Roquan Smith's been the guy here all year long, but linebackers Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack have 5.5 and six sacks this year. So 11 and a half between those two, but Roquan is at or near the top of every category. Roquan Smith is still the one. Yeah. Mr. Smith is still the one for me too. And I don't have much to add. <laughs> Minnesota, best defensive line. I'm going to have to burn this into your memory. Best defensive line in the league, according to Sachs, is Minnesota. I've had Daniil Hunter all year long. Anthony Barr's back now, so keep an eye on him. With him back, I think he's been back, what, a game, game and a half? Uh, Eric Kendricks, the other linebacker, he's rising. as uh, Just having Barr back is really helping him out. I think he's, he's getting more into coverage, and he's taking advantage of those coverage opportunities with more pass defect defenses and still not switch it to him i'm staying with the nil hunter but i am keeping a close eye on eric hendricks now that anthony Barr's back which is interesting because i really used to love anthony Barr, but hendricks is actually improving with anthony Barr back but daniel hunter right. i'm shocked you went d-line but i'm sticking d-line here also mr hunter number That's five two. on my list i'm two i'm a two <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I need to I need to consider more defensive linemen on these, I think, because I'm only at two so far. All right, Detroit. Um, I'm going to make you pronounce this guy. I think I texted you as soon as he got that interception this week yeah. and said, you better learn how to pronounce this game name. So I don't know if you've practiced yet, but uh, he got another pick. Hold on to the spot. Four games with the pass defense, three games with a pick. Uh, I like those type of guys. Amani Aruwarie, cornerback, Detroit. Can you pronounce it too? No, oh, well, yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't even pronounce my own name most days. And it's not because I had too much applesauce either. <laughs> Roll right. I, yeah, I am going D line love, Charles Harris. But I put watch out for Barnes, linebacker. Okay. I think that's a good call there. I don't think I would be ready to switch to that one just yet. I think watch this corner. He's going to be the next Trayvon Diggs. That's what every corner is going to be for me. (laughs) Who's the next Trayvon Diggs? Hey, you nailed him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did the exact same thing last year when he played, right? It's just got hurt. But it's like, wow, when Dallas defense was was bad last year, they were good when he was in there, just not that good. And then all of a sudden he goes out and everything fell apart. So New Orleans, they're up next. They were on a bye. I had Malcolm Jenkins staying with them. I am also... Sticking with Jenkins, not anything to add. Atlanta was on a buy. I had Foyasada Luacon sticking with them. He's still the one. And I had Jones, and I was going to make the switch just to make you happy, but I will stick with Mr. Jones. All right. We'll see who can uh, play best against uh, Miami this week. All right. Tampa Bay. I've had Shaquille Barrett. I don't know if you'd call him a D line. I think we can't in our league. I think he's a linebacker. I've had him all year. He still leads the team in sacks. He's the top four in almost every category on the team. He does everything. Shaquille Barrett, you're the one. Shaquille Barrett, you're the one for me, and I agree with you. Carolina, I had Hassan Reddick for the last couple of weeks. This rookie cornerback, though, he's one to watch, uh, Keith Taylor. He's getting tested a lot. I think he had 10 solos last week, three of those, three pass defenses, and a forced fumble. So keep an eye on him. Uh, He might get thrown out a lot this week, but he's looking, if you get three pass defenses out of that, you're looking pretty good as somebody that gets tested a lot. So that's the corner, Keith Taylor. Not going to switch to him. It's still Hassan Reddick. He's the one. Yep. I am also sticking with Reddick. He's the one for me also. All right, Arizona. Uh, I joined you in switching to Buda Baker, but I wasn't happy about it last week. I only did it because Byron Murphy was out injured. Byron Murphy showed up, played, played well. But linebacker Jordan Hicks jumped up this list quite a bit with two sacks and four solos last week. Murphy, he's back healthier. Uh, he had five solos and another pass defense. Now seven pass defenses and three picks on the year for Byron Murphy corner. Byron Murphy corner back, you're the one. Well, and Buddha, I was hoping he would stay there, wasn't. I got keep an eye on Hicks. He was incredible this week, but I joined your side and went with Murphy. You're the one for me also. Oh, wow. I almost expected you to say the name 
JJ Watt there. I was, I was, <laughs> I was getting excited. One about more, that. one more big game, you know, it doesn't take much. And once you start getting consistent there, tackles, sacks. This is his chance too. I think this is a great chance. All right, moving on to Seattle. Uh, Went to Quandre Diggs last week. I'm moving away from him. The linebackers are going to be leaned on a lot on this defense this year. I'm switching back to Bobby Wagner, linebacker. You're the one. And Wagner, you're the one for me also. All right, Rams, I asked you this question earlier uh, about Taylor Rapp versus uh, Derwin James. I did it for a reason. Aaron Donald no longer leads this team in sacks. That's Leonard Floyd now with four and a half to Donald's three and a half. Taylor Rapp is third on this team in solos. He has a half a sack, two interceptions, and four pass defenses. So it's kind of a close one here, but Taylor Rapp, safety, you're the one. Wow. And I guess I have a hard time moving away from a dominant D-line. I still have Donald. You're the one, but how can you not like Rapp? I don't know what my problem is. (laughs) You got them both on your team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's another defensive lineman I moved away from. That's the scary part. I gotta, I have to reminisce on this this week to see if I can get more love to defensive lines uh, lineman next week. All right, San Francisco to wrap this up. Uh, they were on a bye, easy one. I had Nick Bosa. I'm staying with the defensive lineman, Nick Bosa. You're the one. All right, and I am also sticking with Nick Bosa. He's number eight defensive Ooh. line on my list. You're the one, Bosa. I think I had three, unless you can count Shaquille Barrett, uh, but I don't think he can. So I think I had three. Yeah. Not good. Sorry, D lineman, but you know, turn it up a little bit. Let's see if somebody can actually pull away uh, in that sack lead. This is a good opportunity for Miles Garrett to all of a sudden jump up to double digit sacks. Uh, yeah, he needs two to do that, but I think this is I'm a chance. Expecting him, I'm expecting him to do it. All right. Well, that is our you're the one for week seven. I think it's a good list. Uh, my only. My only complaint is I don't have enough D-line on here. I'll have to steal some off of your list next week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the only thing left here is we're super duper do pick six against the spread. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to focus as I go over these to see if I can kind of envision who's going to be the, the one that wins these against the spread. So starting us off uh, this week, we changed it up, right? Uh, last week you picked them. We still went three and three, but you got the tiebreaker. The week before that, I picked them. We both went three and three, and I got the tiebreaker. This time, I think we're going to pick three each. So we're either going to go six and zero oh, or zero oh and six. So starting us off with the first game, Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by nine and a half points. I think that's too much. I'm taking Washington plus nine and a half. All right, and I am taking Green Bay. Okay, Kansas City at Tennessee. Tennessee plus five and a half. I'm taking Tennessee with those points because I really like Derrick Henry. All right. And I'm thinking KC can pop in a quick touchdown at the end and win by seven. Give me KC. They both are going against each other's weaknesses. Kansas City can't stop the run. Tennessee runs well. KC passes well and Tennessee can't stop the pass. So we'll see which wins out, run or pass. All right. Going on to Carolina at the Giants. Giants are getting three points. So Giants plus three. I'm taking Carolina to cover here. And that's the first one we agree on. I am also taking Carolina. Okay. Moving on to Philadelphia at Las Vegas. Vegas is favored by three at home. I'm taking Vegas to cover. Ooh, we might have a trend going. I'm taking Vegas also. Uh Uh-oh. This, this, this is either good or bad. (laughs) Indianapolis (laughs) at San Francisco. I think that's the Sunday night game. Uh, at San Francisco, San Francisco's favored by four. I like San Francisco to cover. All right. And I'm also taking San Francisco in this one. Uh, oh, that's what? Three in a row? Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can change it. New Orleans at Seattle. Seattle's getting plus five points here. I'm taking New Orleans to cover. <laughs> and I'm going to follow suit and take New Orleans also. All right. That's the Monday nighter. So that should be a big, exciting game. All right. Well, let's set up a tiebreaker. We only picked two different. So odds are we're probably going to tie this week. So let's uh, let's look at the Jets at New England. New England's at home, favored by seven. I'm going with the Jets. I think this is a, a really close game. Give me the Jets plus seven. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a really close game, but I wish it was six and a half, but I will take New England. I wish it was seven, seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> seven and a half, it's a lot easier. Six and a half, it's tough. Yeah. If, it's, if it's a tie, is it? does it count as a half? Nah, it's just a tie. New England beats them by just yeah, a tie? Yeah, we'll, we'll count it as a half, but okay. still a tie. That's why I like those half points, because I don't like the ties, but I, yeah. We can, we can, so if we tie on the tiebreaker, eh, then that's, that's astronomical odds, I guess. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll live with it. We can tie. Exactly. All right. Well, I don't have anything else that you have anything. I would just like whoever popular demand you're talking to, it's probably one of my kids who like to make me look silly. You know, we got to get more listeners instead of the guys that want to make me look bad. <laughs> more <laughs> feedback more listeners so yeah exactly let's see. for this show if you like what you hear tell your grandpa tell your cousin <laughs> tell your cousin Vinny from that show my cousin Vinny um yeah. and tell your wedding singer wedding singer there you go <laughs> to listen to us give us a download and all that fun stuff. If you do want to send us feedback, the email is idpbuffet at gmail.com. That's idpbuffet at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. That's all I have. All right. Have a good week and good luck to you. All right. Peace out.